Welcome to the Havoc Cast. In this podcast, we discuss tabletop wargaming, role playing, and also painting and hobbying with our plastic spacemen's. It's the best hobby ever. And my favorite part about the hobby is the people involved, including you. Today, I'm going to talk about how to get our family and friends perhaps interested or at least introduced to your hobby that you spend so much time doing. I'm going to spend a few moments talking with my new friend, Debbie Forster, and I'm going to give you yet another update of the Ghost Wolves Kill Team campaign. It's going okay. It's the podcast that reminds you never touch another person's dice. Have it cast. Have it cast number five. So maybe someone close to you, a loved one, significant other, brother, sister, friend, someone has expressed interest in your hobby. This is a very exciting time for the hobbyist, the gamer, the role player, because nothing beats getting someone that you care about into your hobby and hoping that they share the love and passion for it as much as you do. But you must tread carefully. Because this is a make it or break it time where if you push something too much, the other person will just not be into it. And if you act too nonchalantly about their interest, they may feel that you don't want to share it with them. So here's a few thoughts about this. How do we approach it? I found that a lot of folks that I've gamed with, especially folks who are married or have a long-term significant other, at some point... They have tried to get that significant other into the game, and that person might have even relented and played a game with them once or twice. Sometimes this can be a hard sell because it's oftentimes just not the kind of thing that they are into. And if they do play with you, it's usually because they want you to have someone to play with, or they might feel bad, or maybe you've just nagged them too damn much. But sometimes it works, and when it works, it's a wonderful thing. So how do you make this work? The first step, and the hardest step, is to control your excitement. Sometimes folks will be interested in it, and you automatically think, oh, yes, now my wife, boyfriend, husband, etc. wants to play, and I will always have someone to play with, and I won't have to bother going to the store and dealing with the weird randos up there. I'll just have someone in the house that I can play with anytime I feel like it, and it's going to be amazing. This might not exactly be the case, so ease yourself down a little bit. Take your foot off the gas. You got to ease into it. You've got to let them know that you're excited, that they're interested, and that you would love to play games with them, and then sort of let them explore the universe on their own. You can't push these kind of things. You can't nag someone into being a hobbyist because it will never work out. Step one is control your excitement. Step two... Be excited just enough. Sometimes when people are getting into a hobby or something that they don't know much about, they can be timid or they could feel silly getting into it or asking a lot of questions. So they might not want to come directly to you to ask these things, even though it might be the person that you feel trusts you the most. They might still feel silly. So it's a balancing act between being too excited and getting all up in their face with it all the time and also being available, sharing your excitement and your passion for the hobby and answering all of their questions with patience and love. Step three, 
make it easy for them to get into the game. Many of the games that we play involve buying tons of models, building a bunch of models, painting a bunch of models, and it's just not very exciting to do, especially for someone that's just getting into the game and just getting interested in it. So like any other person that you might be with, you want to give them a demo game. Start small, work your way up. Don't immediately blast them with a 2,000-point game of 40K or something like that that will overwhelm them. Start small. Let them use models that you already have. See what they're interested in. And I know it's going to break your heart, but pick up some of those models that they're interested in and build those and paint them for them. Make access easy. And the last step, step number four, not even a step, but something you must realize, no matter what you do, sometimes people just won't be into your hobby. And that goes the same for significant others. They've seen you do it. They've seen how excited you are doing it. Maybe they were interested and then they realized it was too much work or just the game itself wasn't any fun for them and that's fine. You need to let it go if that's the case and go on about your business and just be thankful that they were interested in what you were doing uh, at all. And now a chat with my friend, Debbie Forster. All right, 20-odd questions with Debbie Forster. Did I say it right? Yes, you did. Close enough? Close enough. Awesome. So <laughs> let's, uh, let's start. I'm going to start with the easy questions first. Okay. What's your favorite paint color? My favorite paint color? That, you said this was going to be an easy question. <laughs> Yeah, I guess I there's a, infinite numbers of paint colors out there. Yeah, yeah, I I like I have a massive range of paints I use, but I really really like the sort of greeny blues. So I've just picked up Temple Guard Blue. I really like that one. There's a uh, Sotek Green, which is a deeper shade. So it would be that uh, turquoisey greeny blue shade. Mm-hmm. Is that close enough? Turquoisey greeny bluey shades. Got it. <laughs> All right, let's go for Temple Guard Blue. <laughs> <laughs> Are you a clean or messy person? Oh, that depends. At home, um, messy person. At work, the opposite. Uh, very clean. Where person. do you work? What do you? Do I you work. I'm a. I'm a school teacher, so oh, I have to have, have a very tidy classroom because it makes yeah. the kids I'm working with tidy. But as soon as I get home, couldn't care less. Because <laughs> <laughs> you've done it all all day, so yeah. why bother with it? Yeah. I feel you. Who would you want to play you if there was a movie made about your life? Oh, my word. Why would anyone want to watch that? Someone watch really it. cool, though. I honestly don't know. That's a really tricky question. Who would I get to play me? You get one pass if you can't think of anything. It's okay. I'd probably think someone like Uma Thurman because she's a bit of a badass. There you and go. she doesn't take any rubbish. So nice. probably go for her. She's awesome. She was in Pulp Fiction, which is one of the best movies of all time. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. Uh, what's the last game you played, and did you um, win? I... <laughs> that, I had, that I won or that I played? The last game that you played, and did you win? Oh, the last game that I played was a game called Ancient Domains of Mystery. It's a text-based type game. It's a roguelike uh, computer game. came mm-hmm. out in something like 1994. I still play it. I've never won, but it's just... <laughs> It's just really addictive. You play a character like uh, a human wizard or it's like a, a fantasy-based game and yeah. you have to explore this world and you've got to try, try and stop the um, the realms of chaos. 
uh, taking over the, the world that you're, you're living in. But it's a roguelike game. So once you die, there's no coming back. There's no save. So you die a lot and it's really fun. So <laughs> that was the last game I played and I didn't win. And it doesn't sound like you won because you've never won. No, but it, I still have fun. I mean, I started playing in the uh, late 90s, so uh-huh. it's got to be good for me to still be playing. Holy crap. You're due for a win. Uh, you'd think that, but uh... <laughs> <laughs> don't get me. I do. I go through uh, go through periods of time not playing at all, and right. then I'll play it loads, and then I'll leave it again. So yeah, and it can be a number of years before I go back to it, but uh, it's a lot of fun. Is your glass full, half full, or half empty? It's full of coffee right now. It's always half full. <laughs> <laughs> always half full. Like yeah, you got to see the positive in things. I agree. Do you collect anything? Apart from Warhammer miniatures? Anything. Rocks. Rocks? Yeah, when, when I go to um, beaches, uh, I always look for a, a cool rock to take home. I've got rocks from all over the world. There were rocks from um, Cayman Islands, perhaps is the furthest from where we are. But then we live quite close to the beach, so I've got tons from there as well. What's your best rock? Um, I have a rock that looks like a toothbrush. <laughs> it's quite a lot obviously quite a long rock and okay <laughs> one part of it is uh like gray and then it's got a bit that's attached to it uh-huh. that's uh white uh-huh. so it looks like a toothbrush which is why i kept it toothbrush. i'll have to see if i can find it and take a photo for you yeah i need to see a picture of toothbrush rock toothbrush rock yeah you don't have them all like you don't have them all displayed like out in like a glass case of rocks or anything like that <laughs> they're in front of the fireplace at the moment oh okay we that's don't have good. a fire so that's where all my rocks are oh so how many models total would you guess that you have painted jesus i started painting when i was 14 years old uh-huh. i'm now 36 um hundreds hundreds painted well perhaps. <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a different question what, um, what models what models did you start painting like what uh, was your first I- ones when I was 14, I was um, mid-90s, and you can imagine I was a bit of a, a teenage goth. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I started with skeletons. Into it? Yeah. The first model I ever had was, um, it was a metal banshee, uh, the howling banshee. Um, that's the first one I ever had. I'm sure I've still got it somewhere, but I've got oh. no idea where. Oh, that'd be awesome. I love yeah. finding old models that I painted. My dad got me into 40K and Fantasy Battle, and yeah. he started. He couldn't paint really at all very well, so he'd give me all his stuff to paint for him, and I actually was decent at it. But yeah. I, you know, he keeps giving me old stuff from when, whenever I go back and visit. He's like, oh, hey, here, take this box of old minis, and I open it up, and it's stuff that I painted when I was like 12, 13. Yeah, and, and you're I'm like, like oh, my God. Excited about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, totally, because I'm like, I remember painting this. Yeah, you like, do. I had this. Do you ever get a phase where you paint everything with one color that you really like? Like you yes. get a color and you're like, everything's going to be this color. Yes. I had a green, I had a light green, this weird light green phase. And like every model had this weird light green color on it. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember my, the skeletons, they, um, I did all the cloth purple. Uh-huh. Oh, and nice. Obviously the rest were just like skeleton colored, like bleach bone. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember the cloth being purple. That's about it. <laughs> Pretty badass. So, so if you had a warning label, what would it say? <laughs> warning contains chaos. <laughs> nice. 
I have a, a Chaos Star tattooed on my back for that reason. Oh, Not necessarily cool. for, for Warhammer reasons. I'm oh. pretty scatty. I'm pretty mm-hmm. uh, liable to change my mind uh, for no reason. So that's why I have a Chaos Star. That's cool. I have a, yeah. a Nurgle tattoo on my wrist because I'm cool. very I'm very dirty. <laughs> that's why i do all these podcasts over skype <laughs> all right we go to karaoke what song okay. do you sing bonus question if we do a duet what song do you choose <laughs> well funny you should mention that um i'm not much of a singer mm-hmm. unless i've had a bit of gin Okay. And l- last time I went out, it was uh, one of my husband's friends. He retired from work. Okay. So we all went out and we had a number of gins. And I'm sat next to uh, my husband's boss's boss, Darren. And Paradise by the Dashboard Light by Meatloaf comes on. Nice. And the next thing you know, the DJs come over with a microphone, impromptu karaoke, and we're belting it out at each other. Neither of us can sing really well. So it's a good song that you know. So when people come for you, uh, when people come to you for help, what do they usually want help with? Now that happens every day because I'm a teacher. So mm. usually it's maths. Are you good at math? Um, I teach primary <laughs> level, which <laughs> is uh, seven year olds. So to a seven year old, I'm amazing. Right. To a 10-year-old, not so much. I'm not good at seven-year-old math, so I think... <laughs> I know amazing. my times tables. <laughs> I am terrible at multiplication tables. That's one of the things yeah. I had so, such difficulty learning. Yeah. And I just, like, people can, like, what's eight times eight? And they tell you right away. And I'm always 64. like, uh, I'm like, right? See, there you go. I'm on my fingers. <laughs> like, hold on, hold on. I, I know this. Hey, I'm terrible with it. So yeah. um, I am also in awe of your multiplication table skills. <laughs> If it's not a child, chances are it's going to be about painting. So that would be right. the other thing I know a lot about. So, Speaking of painting, yeah, what's your favorite model that you've painted? Araman. Haven't you painted like a couple of those, I think? <laughs> a couple? I'm, I'm up to my eighth. Um, just keep painting the same model same over guy. and over. <laughs> <laughs> he, has, he, he has the two miniatures. And the first one I painted, I painted because I wanted to try out galaxy cloaks. Uh-huh. Yeah, um, yeah. So I did that, and and I had him sort of sat about. So I was like, "You, you're not doing anything. You're going to look awesome." So I I tried out this uh, scheme. Mm-hmm. The second one I did was because people thought it was so cool, they wanted a tutorial about it. Mm-hmm. So that was Araman number two. Number three was the um, I did a charity paintathon. I painted for twelve hours oh, for wow. le- for leukemia awareness and to raise money for a friend whose dad was suffering at the time. Yeah. And so Araman number three was donated by Leaky Cheese. Mm-hmm. So he now sits on my desk at work. Araman number four was the 40K version, the first one I did. And number five, six, and seven are the 30K versions, and they offer the diorama I'm doing for Golden Demon. Oh, and number eight, cool. <laughs> number eight, the one that I'm doing at the moment, is the centerpiece for that uh, diorama. So you should it's, be like really good at painting airmen now oh, yeah, i am <laughs> <laughs> i'm not gonna lie about that can, you, I know... can you do it with, you do it with your eyes closed uh, almost <laughs> really good at painting airmen's <laughs> so... 
I can feel the unit of them. It's fine. Nice. A whole bunch of airmen's. Yeah. Aramai. How? What do you call a, a um, group of airmen? I just airmen. I think. A gaggle. A murder yeah, a, of airmen. <laughs> a cabal, aren't they? Because they're sorcerers. Oh, fancy. Yeah. Do you play RPGs? And if yes. so, tell me about your character. Yes, I do. I play. Currently, we are playing D and D. It's three point five edition. We've been pay- playing the same campaign for about five years. Oh, there's awesome. uh, me and a bunch. Me and a bunch of the dudes. Uh, we go on holiday every year to our. There's a cottage that we hire out, and I play. She's now level sixteen. She's a barbarian, mm-hmm. and she's a badass. <laughs> 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 we play uh, Monty Cook's Tolos, which is loads and loads of fun. It's uh, the city by the spire. And we're often going around saving the city, beating people up, and all she does is punch things. And, uh, As you do, yeah. If, if she wants to punch enough, if she wants to punch you enough, she'll go through walls to do it, and that's something that she has done in the past. That's awesome. Yeah, five it's a lot years. of fun. Pardon? Five years. Yeah, five years. That's impressive. I'm happy yeah. that I have one campaign going for, like, a couple of months. Yeah. Um, well, I've known the guys that we've been playing for for twelve years, so we're oh. not gonna fall out over anything. Right. And um, it's a lot of fun. We don't play. We play like once a month, so it's pretty cool. We um, started at level three, and we've worked our way up, so it's pretty good. Awesome. So, um, what is something that a ton of people are obsessed with, but you just don't get the point of? Game of Thrones. <laughs> I've never I... watched it. I. Everyone and Walking Dead's another one. People rave oh, about it, and I'm just like, well, it just doesn't grab me. So you so, tried watching Game of Thrones and just didn't. Yeah, it was okay to start with, but then I got bored. It's like it too just... much going on now. I, it's yeah. Like how many seasons of there of that thing is there? Like ten. I I don't even know. I I stopped paying attention to it. So. Are you like me, where you're like tired of zombies, and that's why Walking Dead doesn't get, do anything for you? Yeah, nothing happens in most of the episodes as well. And actually, they had a chance to, uh, the season with, with Negan and, this isn't spoilers, I suppose, maybe it is, I don't know. Um, the season with Negan and they had so many chances to just shoot him and get him out of the way, and they didn't do it. And it was just like, I just felt like it dragged out. Yeah. So I was like, oh, I'm done with this show. I think I tried watching the first season and I was like, I don't give a shit about yeah. zombies at all like it's just so overdone like zombies everywhere every game has zombies everything is zombies i'm like Ugh, i'm tired of zombies yeah, yeah yeah we need we need a new bad guy like i want to see gremlins come back like just little green gremlins running around and have a whole show about gremlins what's the best thing that happened to you last week last week it's very specific uh, um my week's blur into one um oh last week i brought a reaver titan oh no like a full scale one or one of the small yeah, ones? Yeah, full scale. I went to oh. Warhammer World and met up oh. with um, Chris Frozen, a friend I met on Twitter who hangs around with us now normally, mm-hmm. and a couple of other guys. And I've been contemplating buying a Chaos, chaos one, a re- Chaos yeah. one absolutely ages. And whenever my husband would ask me, um, what do you want for like birthdays, Christmas, anniversary, it would be like, Reaver Titan. And I never got one, so I went and bought my own. <laughs> And I was just kind of stunned that I'd managed to buy it myself. <laughs> you did it, yeah. You, yeah. you went through with it. It's such yeah. a big purchase. Like, it feels so daunting to, like, plop that money down. For Have you finished yeah. building it yet? It's still in the box. Oh, okay. Well, that's a start. 
you could just put the box on the table and be like, all right, uh, plasma yeah. cannons here. <laughs> <laughs> I just look at it and think, how on earth am I going to paint you? Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I need to learn. I need to learn to airbrush. So. Do you have? Do you have airbrush? I do have an airbrush. I've never used the airbrush. Um, I'm a bit. I was a bit scared of it, but now I've got motivation to actually use it because I am not spray canning a Reva Titan. Mm-mm. That's a bit too much. <laughs> well, it's really easy. You just put the paint in it and like aim it at the model, and that's pretty much it. <laughs> Good tip. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, just. Aim the paint at the airbrush at the model, and that's like ninety percent of it right there. Nice. <laughs> Almost. And then you got to clean the air, and then you clean the airbrush for about five hours. Yeah, that that's the bit that I'm, I'm not bothered about. Um, uh, my my paint brushes take what two seconds, and then I do some. Uh, I've got some preserver that I use at the end of sessions, so mm-hmm. that's like five minutes. Yeah, cleaning an airbrush is like one of the worst worst things ever. <laughs> Thanks. I'm not sure yeah. I'll do it now. Have fun. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> who or what inspires you to be better? At what? Uh, who who inspires me to be better at anything at in particular? Anything. Just to be better. Better hobbyist, oh. better person, better reaver, titan, painter, etc. <laughs> uh, the guys in the community, certainly, because I look at their models and I think, that's a really cool idea. I want one. So that motivates me to um, keep going. Um, I'm not very good at naming names. But yeah, just the the people that keep me going are the people I interact with uh, Mm -hmm. most days on Twitter, certainly. Um, Some of the pictures I see on Pinterest. I certainly certainly like um, looking at a picture and trying to work out how someone's painted a certain model. Yeah, I'm wondering if I can do it as well. And sometimes I can, and sometimes I can't. And when I can't, I just keep going. Right. That's a good attitude, because I can never paint anything um, as well as what I see on Twitter, so I just do whatever. I just make sure my airbrush is aimed at the model, and it's good. Yeah. (laughs) It's just keep practicing, and don't give up if it doesn't go wrong. I mean, the guys out there who who do some of the crazy, really good stuff, I mean, they didn't get there overnight. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. You just got to keep trying. Years and years and years, and people always take don't take into account that when this, someone's showing off a model on social media, it's like usually their best work or you know the probably the you know the most this is years worth of effort and experience yeah. in one model, and they're showing it off, and then you're like, oh, I'll never be able to do that, but you know they're not showing you the stuff that they did that sucked. <laughs> no, because who would? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we should we should do a hashtag uh, I, worst worst mini. I uh, think that's a good idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'll that's a good idea. <laughs> like, just post everything that you've ever done, like, and you know it's not great, but just show, you know, like people, this is how you start, you know, like. Absolutely. What I like I, to do occasionally is, um, I had a really, really long break from painting. I didn't do any for years, mm-hmm. and then um, I picked it back up again after discovering that forty k was actually quite fun. I read Horus Rising, and that was the end of that. I've been into 40K for about, ever since, which is about uh, two years now. Yeah, and awesome. I like putting the first base marine I painted next to the last one that I painted, just to see how far I've come. To sh- and to show everyone, actually, this is a journey. It's not right. happened overnight. What is something you can never seem to finish? 
Um, my to-do list <laughs> at work. Oh, you're working. Nev- I never get to the bottom, ever. What, what's on the list? Like, teach the children math, um, <laughs> keep things tidy. <laughs> what else? <laughs> okay, so my day, um, I get up at about half past six in the morning, uh-huh. uh, roll myself into work, usually for about seven. Uh, I have my breakfast at work, and then in the morning, I will print out the lessons for the day. So my normal morning goes, starts, kids come in at 20 past, uh, sorry, 20 to nine. They do fast maths in the morning. We do guided reading English, and then they'll have a break. They'll come in, they'll do maths. Then it's lunch. Then after lunch, we'll do like uh, topic lessons. So we're doing about the Victorians at the moment. So we'll do lessons on the Victorians. Children go home at 10 past three. I then have to mark all the books that they've used, plan the lessons for the next day. Uh And... I'll usually come home at about six. Maybe I'll do some more planning, depending on what else is going on. I may have reports to write. I may have subject leadership responsibilities. I usually try and stop work by about eight o'clock, and then I can get a couple of hours painting in. That's exhausting just hearing about it. Yeah, it's a long day, but (laughs) it's kind of fun most of the time. I've got a lot of good kids in my class at the moment, so we have a good laugh. Awesome. Do they know that you paint? Awesome plastic spaceman. Absolutely, they do. There's one on my desk. Nice, very cool. <laughs> yeah. It's Araman. Are they excited about it? Yeah, was one of the kids in my class. Um, his uncle plays um, Age of Sigma, I think it is, uh-huh. and he comes up and he'll ask me what I've got at the weekend, what I'm doing. And then one weekend, I bumped into him at Games Workshop in the store, so I was like, "Oh, hey, good to see you." So. There's a couple of kids in the school that um, they come up to me and sometimes at lunchtime we have proper nerd out sessions. Nice. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Very cool. (laughs) So what technique can you not get right no matter how many times you try? I don't know. That's a a tough one. I've never tried. Well, I've not yet tackled non-metallic metallic. metallic. Mm -hmm. I think that's going to be quite high up on my list to try. Um, That's going to take a while. And I tried to do some... Uh, proper edge blending the other day and that will look like a disaster so <laughs> i'd rather not talk about that <laughs> that's uh, a problem for another time right now i'm a yeah, non-metallic metal is like so i don't know uh there's so much Fiddly. good metallic paints out there that i'm just like just fucking paint it gold like <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i just want to do it so i can say to people yeah i can do that i choose yeah, not yeah. to <laughs> i do it but you know yeah why bother <laughs> Why bother? I've tried it here and there. I've taken some classes like at Adepticon and I've gotten um, some classes like one on one with dudes that are really good at it. And I'm just like, I don't know, man, this just isn't my thing. Like some people just can see it like they just can see it. They know where the lights are going. They know where the highlight and the shade is going to be. And I'm not one of those people. I'm just like, fuck, I got I got Vallejo gold. It's awesome. Boom. (laughs) I use um, I use game color. They've got a fantastic range of golds. Uh huh. And silvers, and those are what I use to to blend my metallics at the moment. Uh, Scale 24 apparently are really good as well. I keep getting told about them, so I think I might have to pop an order into them and see what they're like as well. So if you could make a 20-second phone call to yourself at any point in your life, in the present or future, when would you call and then what would you say to yourself? (laughs) Oh, um... I'm not sure if I really want to answer that. You get a, you get a pass. Yeah, I am because it, 
I'm not going to want to be awkward or anything, but there's some pretty awful things that have happened, and I'd probably warn myself about some of those. And let's leave that there. That's fair. If you had a personal flag, what, what would be on it? Mm. Would it just be like eight airmen's? <laughs> it would probably be a, it would probably be a chaos star being held in the air by Stickman. I'm pretty sure you've uh, seen the Stickman comics. I've, I've seen your comics. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It would probably be a stick man. It'd probably be Abaddon with a, a chaos star. Um, <laughs> with um, the, a teal, the cat would be on there as well somewhere, I'm sure. That's, that makes sense. Yeah. Last, last question. Are you ready for it? Yeah, yeah, go. Do you have anything to promote? Uh, just my blogs. What's that would be blog? it. <laughs> yeah. You got to say I'm the name. The I don't know what it is. <laughs> I'm in the middle of uh, rewriting, well, overhauling one of my blogs. I want to start doing some commission painting uh, mm-hmm. in the new year. So at the moment, I would say no. But if you'd have asked me that, like, in January, I would definitely have something else to say. So it's um, at the moment, it's called blackhandmarines.com. Mm-hmm. And that's where all the details are going to be. There's a few blog posts on there that you people can read, but uh, that's it at the moment. It's that's just cool. I'll watch this space. Well, we'll we'll watch the watch it watch the space space. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that where your comics go to? Uh, they they're on a different blog. They're on Abaddon and Teal dot uh, WordPress dot com. I don't pay pay for that domain. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they live. Uh, I needed them to be somewhere else. <laughs> Nice. I like to keep things very separate. Keep things separate. Keep them separated. Yeah. And your Twitter's yeah. at Debbie Forster. Is that your Twitter? Uh, Debbie underscore Forster one. Apparently there you it was go. a common surname. So. Yeah, but you're the first one. You got the one, right? Yeah, yeah. Boom. <laughs> one the only. <laughs> well, Debbie, thank you for being on my podcast. It's been lovely speaking with you. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you. And now a quick update on the Kill Team campaign, this history of the Ghost Wolves continuing to be written in Glorious Deeds. Uh, Played a game yesterday against my buddy CJ. Took the list of Phantom Alpha, Red Cloud, the Heavy Bolter guy, Achak, Payak, who is my combat specialist, Ashki, my sniper, and Otake, who is a scout with a missile launcher, we played an attack and defend type scenario. And those who play Kill Team might be familiar with this scenario because it requires you to set up three objective markers in the defender's deployment zone. And they have to be six inches from the edge and six inches from each other. And for some reason, um, they set that out as the parameters. And it's almost impossible to do. You always end up with this weird, wonky triangle type situation. Uh, so maybe I'm doing it wrong. I don't know, but it seems impossible with the small amount of space that you're given. Anyway, it was an attack and defend. Uh, My opponent running his Mechanicus list, and I believe since everything has been upgraded due to the campaign giving us more experience and more skills, he was running about five models, a couple of infiltrators, and then a couple of regular dudes. I'm not sure the Mechanicus guys. One of them had like a plasma gun and... So the thing when once you start upgrading your models in this campaign is the costs of the models go up. 
And so you're starting off with, you know, six to eight models in the first place, and then they go up a couple of points here, a couple of points there. Next thing you know, you can only afford to field about five or six of them. So we were kind of both in the same situation. I was on the attacking end, rushing my way into his defensive zone and his three objective markers, which I was supposed to capture or destroy. Uh, I actually had some really good rolls and started killing models right away. Um, my heavy bolter guy, Red Cloud, did a ton of work thanks to him being relentless and also being upgraded to um, have extra armor so he ignores a minus one AP whenever he's hit. So that's very cool. But in the end, I ended up destroying uh, four out of five of my opponent's models on the board. Uh, he decided since it's a campaign, he didn't want to risk the last guy dying as well because in the campaign, you have to roll for each model that actually dies on the tabletop and it could die in the campaign and you don't get to use them anymore. So he decided to run off the edge of the table. I ran onto the objectives and I secured a victory uh, six to zero points. So I'm pretty satisfied with that. So I'm actually almost caught up with all of my Kill Team games. The Ghost Wolves are doing pretty well. I'd say I'm winning more games than I'm losing. I've definitely honed in on the best mix of troops with my two Reavers, my Primaris Sergeant, and a couple of Scouts running around. It's working very well. And now we're at the end of the podcast. I would like to congratulate on Twitter, Escobar at RN Miniatures for winning the Space Marine Flyer in my last giveaway. Um, people were nice enough to go to iTunes and leave a review, which was the entry for the Space Marine Flyer giveaway. And I got about 15 reviews out of that. And that is fantastic. More reviews would be great for me on iTunes since... It allows me to sort of show up on their iTunes radar, so to speak, and um, you know show that uh, I am something worth listening to. So I appreciate anybody that left a review and left uh, stars for me, all five-star reviews. That's so awesome. So you can find me there at iTunes. You can find me on thelonelyhavocs.com, of course. Um, and you can find me on Twitter at The Lonely Havocs if you would like to talk to me directly. And this podcast is also on Google Play and on Spotify. So thank you for listening. As always, good night. <laughs> <laughs>